Hello, good morning. Morning from the sunny Warsaw office. My name is Karolina Zajdal-Pawlak and I am the managing director for Nielsen IQ in Poland. And actually, I'm pleased to welcome you uh, very warmly to our second episode of video podcast, Let's Talk E-Commerce, that will give you the full view about OmniShopper around the globe. And today, uh, it's a, a second episode that will focus on OmniShoppers. OmniShopping is the future, OmniConsumers and OmniSales, and I will have a pleasure to discuss OmniShoppers with Praful. So hello, Praful. Praful, is the, uh, Praful Babar is the e-commerce director at uh, Nissan IQ India, and will be my partner in crime today to discuss with you everything about OmniShopper. Hi, Hi Carolina. Hello. How are you? Hello. All right. Good, good. Why don't we start the challenge by actually trying to define who the omni shopper is and what omni shopping is? Yes, I think uh, if we look back at the history of shopping of uh, online, it used to be rather offline, followed by some bit of online. And time came during the COVID period when there was uh, a lot of focus towards purchasing online. And therefore, the consumers tend, tended to purchase a certain set of categories from online. But as we see the COVID impact waning, we surely see the same consumer going back or shifting back to the offline channel for a certain set of categories. And at the same time, also adopting the only the online channel also for his or her purchases for a certain set of categories in a sense the behavior is now turning from a pure play offline or a pure play online to something like an omni channel because the consumers are able to now understand the utility of the new channel which is online and able to leverage it much better mm -hmm. and uh, we are as Nielsen IQ, of course, we have plenty of uh, data benchmarks and surveys across the globe from Far East till uh, West uh, Europe and United States and all the countries, all the big countries around the globe. Um, so also in our data, you can come across of different uh, numbers. Uh, recently, we published a study about OmniShopper where we say that 49 of global shoppers are OmniShopper. I kind of uh, tend to say that we are all omni shoppers. What would you would you tend to agree or disagree? Because you know, even if we don't buy personally, uh, we sometimes ask our uh, relatives, like uh, or our grandparents, ask uh, us to help them buy something online. What's your view on on that, Praful? Yes, absolutely. I think you made a very valid point. Uh, this was also raised by our uh, colleagues in the past, Didem, who spoke about, she's the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, director for uh, Turkey. Uh, she also made a similar point where she spoke about one in two customers now uh, having shopping experiences both in the online and the offline channels. So we are uh, increasingly becoming uh, omni shoppers. Uh, there are various advantages, various drivers, which is actually leading to this sort of uh, change or shift in, uh, in purchase habits. And uh, that's essentially uh, 
you know having good deals uh, in the online space uh, it has also uh, a lot of relation to the amount of involvement that the customer can have uh, can make with the uh, with the online channel also the fact that it is convenient is also making the lives easier for the consumer so um, while the 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 offline channel or the um, the traditional way of purchasing uh, products and categories is not going to go away because that's a part of consumers lives but it is also heartening to see that the consumers have now started adopting to a newer way of purchasing uh, another example to quote from our uh, from a managing director uh, of apac on ecom mr want ryan he also uh, tried to compare various markets around how uh, omni shopping is taking place in the grocery segment globally and we definitely see that uh, in markets such as korea china in india uh, in the philippines so we see that there is an increasing trend of uh, of online contribution the contribution of online to the total grocery sale so in a sense uh, what we are able to see is that there is going to be a good balance of uh, of the online channel the requirement of uh, of the consumers to buy a certain set of categories will be fulfilled increasingly by the online channel and therefore we will be omni shoppers and this is here to stay yeah thanks uh, thanks a lot you mentioned a couple of things that i want to touch on but uh, first of all uh, for our viewers as as you mentioned it's a second episode of our podcast and we we may refer uh, in some cases to the first episode which actually provides the, the helicopter view on e-commerce trends around the globe uh, so please uh, watch back that episode if you missed that you said we see uh, the growing importance of certain uh, phenomena and uh, in particular the lookout for promotions and best uh, deals do you see that changing or would you say it's a growing trend especially given the current uh, macroeconomic reality and, or is it somehow changing back or continuation of post pandemic trends absolutely i think it's a it started off with the pandemic because it was a new um, a new phenomenon it was a new event that took place in all our lives uh, consumers really found ways to adapt to it but what we are seeing in certain categories they are they are sticking onto it uh, let me give an example of beauty categories for example in india it's a space that is really being uh, is really heating up in the online space you see a lot of new brands being launched mama earth wow skincare we have a, a multiple newer brands that are coming up essentially because the consumers are able to now have a look and feel of the product online and the way that they go and do it in the offline space so they will therefore be having the best of both worlds and some of these categories such as personal care and beauty space uh, beauty care will for example continue to be a part of the uh, the omni channel as we proceed ahead in china uh, as a market we see a trend uh, this was again pointed out by a colleague ms cindy uh, from china and she is the one who called out that uh, the chinese consumer is also looking for well being categories to be purchased online uh, there is a growing importance also of the of the uh, of the online channel that is coming in through some of the social commerce uh, websites some of some of the enablers that help people talk about the experience that they are getting online uh, on certain set of categories and because of this uh, 
spread of the word of mouth publicity that is actually taking place in the online space for certain categories, we will see a good amount of momentum building up for uh, some of these categories as we proceed ahead. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's very interesting. Although we must remember there are huge differences across the globe and across the countries, right? So sitting in my European chair, I must say that uh, you know buying from influencers or live streaming is maybe five in some countries like France or or UK, maybe up to eight percent of uh, shopping occasions. But uh, majority of European shoppers buy from the store websites or the mobile application uh, of a particular uh, store banner. So that's a very different uh, behavior than we observe in, in Asia, in, in China, Korea, that you mentioned, or other APAC countries, right? Um, we also see that um, given the very turbulent timing and rising inflation, like really skyrocketing prices in Europe, consumers are much more vulnerable to the impact of pricing and actually those the most vulnerable are kind of turning back to offline uh, where the discounter stores very popular channel across uh, most of european markets are again uh, getting a tailwind uh, helping them to to you know gather the share of consumer wallet in this uh, turbulent time so that's a reverse uh, trend to what we observed in in pandemic um, Hopefully, <laughs> just a temporary temporary picture, uh, and uh, wishing you will not see that uh, same picture in in APAC. Is there anything else you would like to point out from that different uh, geographical angles, different cultural perspectives? Yeah, absolutely. I think you brought in a very valid point. The consumers across the world are different. They have different needs and they have different uh, thought process. There are different macroeconomic factors. Uh, so the point that you mentioned around uh, some of the consumers having a normal tendency to go back to, uh, to the offline channel is a valid input. Uh, it'll, uh, for, for our manufacturers who are listening to this podcast, it will be important for them to understand how do we differentially activate some of these markets and what, is the, what are the drivers in each market that we need to leverage so that we will be able to win in the online space. Um, so in Europe, for example, you mentioned about uh, some of the categories uh, with sta um, staples or any, uh, any other ones that are also seeing a lot of uh, uh, falling back towards the, uh, the offline space. Uh, but in, in other markets, uh, as, as we mentioned, we see a lot of uh, facilitation of the online space taking place. Uh, for example, in India, if I speak about it, you see uh, a lot of more and more consumers are now uh, willing to uh, book their uh, food through the on online food ordering apps, such as Zomato and Swiggy. Uh, that is in itself uh, indicate, uh -huh. indicating uh, a lot of change in the, the way that uh, consumers are now using this channel. Food is an essential commodity. That's something that uh, everybody needs every day. Uh, but the uh, the importance of using this channel, the online channel, to order food for you is something which is which is new, and that that that's a habit change that I would uh, I would uh, suggest that is taking place in the uh, in the Indian space. We'll find many such examples across uh, Asia Pacific, across the US as well, where you see a lot of hybrid models now uh, getting into uh, into the consumer space. So essentially, the manufacturers do want to ensure that their products are available 
to the consumers whenever and wherever they need. So uh, evolution of the online, the omni-channel space or the omni-shopping space uh, will be different uh, across different markets. And that is the beauty of NIQ. We'll be uh, able through our data to bring out those insights that will help our manufacturers activate differentially uh, across markets. Yeah, that reminds me, um, actually, I think it was an interview with yourself uh, that you mentioned very interesting data about the importance of uh, quick commerce and same deliveries in the big uh, European cities like Paris and Berlin, right? Where about uh, half of the online shopping is the quick commerce and same day deliveries, uh, which looks absolutely impressive and, and promising for that uh, sector. Uh, while last week I, I took part in a retail summit, which is one of the major conferences uh, for retailers, manufacturers in Poland. And there was a very vivid discussion between the CEO of a leading uh, grocer uh, online pure player and a pretendant quick commerce uh, grocer uh, delivery service, where the pure player that is quite established, uh, maybe 10 years already on the market, said that there's no way quick commerce can be profitable and sustainable, absolutely, at least in Polish uh, conditions. And of course, the, the other part uh, couldn't agree. So it was a very, very interesting uh, debate uh, to watch. Uh, what's your view on that, Praful? Do you think the, this is just a fancy, um, you know, consumers fancy and just a tiny share of the consumer shopping occasions or will that be gaining uh, universally across the globe? It is actually showing up a lot of promise across the world. Uh, you spoke about uh, the European markets. I know for sure in India, there are players that are promising deliveries under 10 minutes. Now, if you were uh, cooking your meal, Carolina, and you uh, uh, you realize that you don't have salt or sugar in the in the house. What do you do? Uh, you quickly place an order, and you have the deliver that delivered to your house in ten minutes. So you'll be more than happy to ensure that the the meal is prepared. And that is what is exactly happening. Some of these categories will find a lot of takers when uh, you will uh, see uh, some of uh, the quick comp players actually supporting you on some of these segments. We see a lot of uh, movement in the impulse segment, uh, fresh cut vegetables or uh, cigarettes or uh, such um, categories do find a lot of traction. Now, uh, we're also hearing that there will be quick commerce player that will be expanding in to personal care and fashion as well so therefore you know preparing yourself for a party in the evening is going to be much easier because then you can order a, a quick lip shade uh, from the online space uh, in that will get delivered to you within less than an hour so uh, i think the trick uh, the the model to me is successful the only trick is profitability if you are able to manage profitability along with scale and uh, also ensure that uh, that we are able to service customers in a particular area efficiently then i think the model is here to stay yeah 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 that actually made me think that you know thinking about my experience and missing that uh, ingredient I would call my kid to go out to the shop, but my kid would certainly call the supplier on his mobile. So that's a generational uh, difference. And maybe that's a good uh, moment for us to think about different uh, consumer profiles. 
and uh, generational differences uh, as well, uh, because there must be massive uh, differences in, in profiles and needs, right? Absolutely. I think um, depends on the profile of the market itself. So uh, if we speak about uh, uh, China, it's uh, it's a market with the median age of around 45 to 50 years. In India, it's much younger. Uh, so you so we definitely will see only shopping behavior peaking towards uh, uh, categories that are more palatable to the youth in India, vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, somebody like a China where you will find a lot of uh, older generation or uh, some of the earlier millennials or, or boomers who would be really uh, leveraging this channel. What's also helpful to understand is, you know, where are these consumers located? Uh, what we see is that uh, the adoption of the omni shopping is now not limited just to the metros or the major towns. We see that it is kind of percolating down towards the lower pop data also. So from the consumer profiling perspective or a segmentation perspective, uh, it is important for us to leverage uh, these growing uh, you know, areas where you will find more and more newer buyers to come and pick up your, your product online. Uh, logistics is going to play an important role, but if you're able to handle these customer profiles and, and able to service their needs, uh, I feel uh, omnichannel behavior is just going to get accentuated. Yeah, and that needs will be very different, right? Uh... I actually uh, conducted the interview with uh, the CEO of that uh, leading uh, pure player in Poland. And uh, they are entering in more and more cities, big cities in Poland, beside the capital city of Warsaw. What he admitted is that uh, every city has a different profile, like the different basket composition, different you know, size of transaction, and actually the shoppers are using e-commerce for different shopping missions as well. So you need to be very agile and uh, adjust not only your assortment, pricing obviously, but also the logistics uh, model. And you have, they have very different challenges uh, depending on the city, uh, particular city, city size, et cetera. Um, but here comes the power of e-commerce as well, right? And very powerful analytics uh, that uh, you are able to, to pull behind to understand uh, e-commerce uh, shoppers. What else? I also wanted to check your, your point of view on a data that I found um, very interesting from our Fox Intelligence colleagues uh, operating uh, in a number of big Western European countries where they actually uh, pulled out the data that proves that not only the younger generations trigger the e-commerce development, uh, but also the so-called silver generation. So people in the 60s and above 60s, 60s which are relatively uh, heavier spenders on e-commerce than let's say our generation. So the, the generation in between the millennials, generation Z and, and silver generation. Do you think this is universal as well, or is it somehow European uh, specific? Um, I think it should be universal. Um, the simple reason is the kind of time that you spend uh, searching or buying a product online. Um, so um, on an average, uh, an Indian consumer will spend around 40 minutes browsing for a, um, for a pair of uh, clothing online. 
Um, so that wow. is sort of involvement um, that you know a, a, a consumer has with the online channel. Um, depends on categories, of course. But uh, but if you know if I I am looking for a certain product uh, online and that is important to me, I will ensure that I look into it. I uh, hear about about it from my friends. Uh, I then I make a choice. Uh, and then go ahead and buy. Um, different, of course, age uh, profiles necessitate different categories that are coming through. Uh, essentially, that is that is important because that uh, will be the uh, the foundation of the entire premise of the online shopping that you are able to spend that kind of time maybe you go to a store in the offline space you may or may not be able to spend that sort of time uh, because you're in a hurry but at home uh, when you have a lot of time you can definitely browse and you know uh, spend a lot of time so in my view um, different age profiles will uh, uh, not just age profiles different demographics are also going to be spending that uh, time and developing a certain bond or comfort level with the online space Carolina yeah and absolutely um, the younger generation probably is this generation that drives the constant development uh, not only of the volumes of, that go through the e-commerce but also the on the different tools, applications, you know, the importance of social media, new media, etc. right? Uh, and here, I guess Asia is really that part of the world that uh, is the trailblazer uh, showing us different opportunities and also in terms of uh, technology behind and available modes. Uh, is there anything in particular that recently caught your attention as an inspiring <laughs> example? Of course, uh, I can uh, quote a few examples, uh, especially uh, in India. You see, uh, these days, you see a, a lot of uh, focus towards uh, towards the online uh, uh, ticketing space. So uh, we do find uh, a lot of consumers actually going ahead and booking online flight uh, uh, flights and therefore there is allied shopping that takes place on hotels or uh, uh, you know other accesses on food or other packages as well um, and that's just uh, uh, that's just a trend that is showing up especially after the covid period because there was a lot of revenge traveling that took place consumers did not get time mm -hmm. to travel during covid and after that you wow. see a sudden splash uh, in, in traveling and shopping and spending a good time you know so um, so that is again uh, uh, another facet towards online shopping that i can i can see and that's the latest trend that's also showing up uh, in the in the markets these days i'm sure uh, in, in europe you'll find a similar sort of a um, uh, phenomenon do you yeah, yeah, I'm smiling to this revenge uh, shopping concept, uh, which absolutely sounds very, resonates really strongly. <laughs> I think uh, in Europe, it was mostly uh, shopping for the beauty categories, for clothing, um, maybe to a lesser extent uh, to traveling, but that, that's quite inspiring as well, I must admit. Um, I was going to slowly try to wrap up and ask you if... Um, if we can actually mention or list the reasons uh, why shoppers do omni shopping, but that's a very challenging ask, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, one can never decode the shoppers, but at NIQ, we uh, are more than uh, happy to be speaking to our manufacturers, partners around what are the drivers for for the e-commerce space. How do you win in the online space? So, I think uh, the, I think the first uh, uh, important driver of the omni-channel or the omni-shopping behavior is going to be involvement. So, how are you going to make yourself or your brand? relevant to the consumers who are going to be shopping online. That is one of the primary focus. So uh, we know a lot of digital first brands that have started with the online space and then moved to the offline space. So we can make like an omnipresent brand, but uh, it's important that, you know, you have a strategy weaved around online followed by the offline space. The other point that you mentioned around uh, uh, being specific to different um, consumer profiles really uh, segments consumer segments that we need to target differentially i think that is critical we cannot have a policy of having a single uh, way of addressing these different types of consumers there'll be different categories will be growing differentially and will be required uh, by these segments and it is important for us to pick up this pulse uh, and that is going to enable uh, you to grow uh, lastly, I think uh, what is also critical is to coexist with the offline space. So uh, that is critical because um, uh, omni-channel essentially by definition means it's going to be availability of the product anywhere that you want to consume it. So uh, it could be an offline space, it could be online space, both of them. And that is where you know we need to ensure that there is a good amount of balance that we have in the trade structure that we are able to uh, serve the clients with. Uh, yeah, I think uh, absolutely. We need to remember the power of price still and uh, the easiness for um, online shoppers to compare the price both online and offline. So the, the efforts need to be orchestrated across all the channels so that the, there is the right uh, balance between the assortment and, and pricing, especially at the times of uh, um, such turbulent economic times where we see a lot of polarization. So you need to be present both in the upper segment and more affordable, right? Um, great thanks for Nielsen, as I think uh, we are in a perfect spot to provide this full view to our clients and partners and companies really need a full view of the Omni sales now without any blind spot. So we're happy to share uh, more insights. And with that, I think I would like to invite you to the next episode of our video podcast, uh, Let's Talk E-Commerce. The third episode will be focused on e-commerce fragmentation, what comes next for changing retail landscape. And I hope you will join us. I hope you found today's discussion useful for you and for your business. It was a great pleasure to have you here today, Praful. Thank you very much. Um, and Last but not least, let me encourage everyone to share your ideas for the next topics, or if you have any particular questions, please do write them in the chat. We'll be there to follow up and stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Bye.